A smart person learns from their mistakes. A wise person learns from others' mistakes. Welcome to the My Mistakes Podcast. We cover the lessons learned from the mistakes we've made in business so you won't do the same. I'm Chris Chanchuli. Self-awareness is the ability to focus on yourself and how your actions and behavior affect those around you. I'm Sean Rosenfeld, and I'll be asking questions to understand why Chris did what he did and what he learned from it. I have this friend, and no matter when we get together or whenever the person is talking in front of me, is just so offensive. They have really, really bad breath. And no matter if it's morning, afternoon, evening, they always have bad breath and it smells the same. Like it's like a brand. You open a certain food, a certain candy, coffee, anything. It has a smell to it. This person's breath always has that bad breath smell. It's not you, Sean. So I don't want you to be self-conscious thinking I'm talking about you here. But I think someone with bad breath, it's a curious thing. You look at someone and Oh, look at yourself for that matter. Your nose is just above your mouth. So if you have bad breath, why can't you smell it? When I was working back at the gym, after a period of time, the owners of the gym, I proved myself years had gone by, the relationship evolved, more gyms opened. I was a fitness director, at this point, the sole fitness director to all their clubs. And I was ready to do my own thing again. Naturally, I didn't like working for someone. I didn't like having to answer to someone. And I wanted to be my own boss, setting my own rules again. So I worked out a deal where I was subletting space out of one of the locations. I had my own office, desk, my own space. I was in charge of hiring and firing my own trainers. I was in charge of my own payroll. I even had different uniforms with a different logo, which was the name of that company. And I don't want to say it right now because a couple episodes will come from this company and oh, the mistakes I made with that one. But let's start with the mistakes here. So I'm working at the gym and I've got my own space, subletting my own space, pay rent monthly, have my own trainers who are my employees. I'm doing the payroll. I'm tracking the sessions. And it's starting off in one gym here. So at location one, I've got my company there. And I would hire trainers that had very little experience because, let's face it, you could pay them less. They didn't have clientele. And what I liked is working with someone who was new to training was very often better than working with someone who was an experienced trainer. An experienced trainer, the benefit that you had was that they were confident in their ability to go and get clients. So they knew how to talk to the members of the gym. They knew how gym lingo goes. They knew how to not interrupt someone in the middle of their workout to try to talk to them about training or hiring them. The issue with trainers with experience, though, that I found having a background in exercise physiology and I guess some would call perfectionist, others would call it doing it the right way or the safest way. And there's a lot of trainers in the gym business that have been doing it for a long time and let's just say didn't really go to school for this. So they may do some exercises or 
what are considered contraindicative or could injure you. And if you're wondering what that is, like a behind the neck press with a barbell or pulling a bar down behind the neck, pull down things like that frowned upon in the actual fitness community. So when you hire a trainer who has experience, years experience, more than a decade experience, they know how to approach clients. They can pick up clients so they can make you more money. The issue is you need to try to undo their training style, which many trainers have egos full themselves. They don't usually take criticism, although it may be constructive criticism. Well, when you have a trainer who's a novice, who really has no idea what he's doing when it goes to when it comes to sales, but everything's fresh in their mind, what they learned at their training school. And where I was hiring trainers was one, it was from a personal training school that I worked for. I taught classes for them, as well as we'll talk about this in a future episode. I was an owner of a personal training certification. But that's for another day. But I would hire trainers that I knew had at least good personalities and they had basic understanding and knowledge of exercise, the muscles. They weren't stuck in old school methods of training. They knew everything up to date. I had met them at day one when they walked into a personal training certification at one point. So there was something I liked about them and that's why I hired them. Usually it was that they were outgoing and friendly. They knew how to look you in the eyes during a conversation. So that's what I look for. When I hire someone like that who was a novice, the problem was that they were outgoing when they were meeting me at a personal training school or as an instructor or just as a person, but they got nervous to approach someone and then bring up the idea of showing them something. And then if it ever got down to talking about money and what the sessions cost, I would usually intercept that potential client at that point and take over the sales aspect we had at one point, a sign where they would signal to me that they thought they had one on the line, as we would call it, fishing reference there, not a drug reference, which that'll come in in a later episode too. So look forward to those stories. So getting back to the lines, fish on the line, client on the line, when you'd have a novice trainer, you'd spend time teaching them sales techniques, teaching them how we did things at the gym, how we would do an orientation session, how we would handle a 12-pack of sessions and what should be covered in it. So it would take about four to six weeks to hire a trainer and then get them acclimated to the gym and how we did things there. I had a lot of trainers that were leaving on me after that period of time. So they'd finish their training and they would be just about ready to go out and start working for my company. And they were going to sign up clients and I was going to be making money again and paying my trainers, except none of that happened because right at that point when we'd finished their training, they would have something come up, an excuse, thank me for the opportunity and then leave. Don't know if they're going to another gym, don't know what was going on, but the turnover was high. And I remember there was one period of time, must have gone through maybe six months to eight months. We went through probably 30 trainers. And some of it was a mistake. I was hiring people that maybe weren't qualified or people that were a little bit flaky. But I had a theory, I guess you call it a mistake. And the idea was I was going to put a lot of trainers on the floor in different shifts. And then the bad trainers would weed themselves out 
and I could let him go or they could leave. So maybe my theory worked and that's why the turnover was so high. But if that's not why they left, it was because I was really hard on those who worked for me. Not hard in a sense where like a good leader, a good boss, I was a jerk. So if someone showed up and they were, let's say, 10 minutes late and they would say, sorry, I'm late, Chris, or sorry, I'm late to the client, I was stuck in traffic. I would call them out in front of the client and I might say something like, well, so-and-so was here on time. They must have, I don't know, left allowing enough time to get here on time. Maybe they flew in. Maybe they took a helicopter. I would make comments that could be considered rude in front of the client. Then trainers would not talk to me. They thought I didn't like them. I was mad at them. I'd hold a grudge. Then it would make it awkward when they would come into the gym or be in the office and we wouldn't say anything to each other. And then if I had to bring something else up to them, like they weren't following a procedure correctly, then they would start complaining that I'm too hard on them or they would say it to another trainer and then they would leave. With each one leaving, I would say it was them and I never thought it was me or my behavior. There were those that I was friends with who would just say something like along the lines of, wow, rough on that one, or why don't you like him? And I would say things like, I don't dislike him because I really didn't. That's just the way that I was communicating with those that worked for me. I thought that being a boss or being the owner of a company meant that you had to be strict. And I thought by being strict, it meant you needed to get their respect. And I thought that getting respect was from people fearing you. So I was rather muscular at the time, probably somewhere in the 230s, 240s at 5'6". So was packing on some muscle there. And my appearance was a little bit intimidating. But when I realized it was too late, it was when I no longer was in that location. I'm not getting into why I was out of that space, because that's that's going to be an exciting upcoming episode. I didn't realize till after the fact, years later, maybe like a year ago, what a jerk I was to people who worked for me. And it really went back to that whole thing that some of the bosses I had had in the past were successful when it came to making money. Or so I thought they drove nice cars. They talked about vacations. Actually, one of them, I was at his house for a picnic or a party of some sort. And it was a large, huge mansion. So I assumed to have those kind of things and have that kind of success as a boss or an owner, you had to be really strict and talk to people to try to gain the respect. If you were to take this whole scenario of treating people like this or why were they leaving, it's kind of like that analogy of having bad breath. And I didn't realize or put two and two together that that's why people were leaving or that's why I didn't have great relationships with those who worked for me. I didn't care if they liked me. I just care they respected me. And I thought they were respecting me because they ended up all showing up on time, doing things right, following all the procedures and protocols. But again, that whole bad breath comes from self-awareness. And I was not a self-aware person when it came to my behavior. So something that I regret because of how I spoke to people at that point. If I could uh, go back again, not to be cliche, but there's nothing in my life I wouldn't change because it wouldn't have gotten me where I am right now. Fine. Everyone can say that. The reality is I wish I could go back in time and talk to those people and apologize to them to 
let them know it wasn't them. It was me and my own immaturity. So at that point, I had really bad breath, metaphorically, uh, maybe in actuality too. Do you think the reason you had a revolving door was solely because the way you were acting towards people? Yes, absolutely. It's funny, starting this podcast and sitting in front of the mic, it's very therapeutic because in the last couple of times we've done this, it makes me think back and really relive those moments. Yes, I think there are many people or those who had issues with me all those years ago. I think it was my behavior because, again, it wasn't self-aware. I would talk very condescending to people who worked for me. And I know that people don't like to be spoken to like that. The reason I wanted to start my own business within that business was I didn't like someone talking to me like that. So I thought that by me making this suggestion and this proposition to sublet space, it was so that I couldn't be spoken to like that. And yet here I was emulating their behavior and speaking to my employees the way that I didn't like to be spoken to. So yes, I would attribute it to me really being a jerk. Was it everyone who you had a relationship like this with, or was there a few people who you really got along with? I had a couple people who I was friends with who, although they worked for me, they were friends. And I didn't speak to them the same way because in my mind, yes, they got a paycheck from me, but we were friends. And then as the business grew, I hired one of them to become the fitness director manager of that location. Then that got dicey down the road. But I was more aware of how I spoke to them than I was to my employees. Tell me about your best hire. There was one that I was proud of, and it's actually really funny that I think about it right now in this therapy session called podcasting. I was giving a tour to someone around the gym one day. He had moved back to New York from another state and he's with his dad and he's walking through the gym. He's walking through with the manager, assistant manager who's giving him the tour. I saw him and recognized him, walked over, and then I took over the tour. And as we started talking, I recognized him from not only another gym that I worked at, at my original gym that I worked at, he was a member, as well as I dated a girl that he dated years earlier. Well, he had dated her and then I dated her after. So I wasn't sure if he recognized me or knew about me. So I was kind of just feeling it out and giving him a tour around the gym, talking to him and his dad. and. He was telling me how he used to train people on and off at people's homes or in that other gym for a short period of time, but then he moved, so he didn't stand as a trainer. I didn't remember that, but I didn't call him out on it. I thought to myself, hey, I could save you money on a membership. And he said, oh, how's that? I said, you could come work here for me as a trainer. And he said, oh, I'm not certified yet. And I told him, not a problem. I teach these classes at the certification. So I got him certified, gave him a gym membership that day, hired him that day, got him enrolled, actually started him training people a couple of weeks before he went to go get certified. And it wasn't an overnight or a four-hour course certification. This took like six weeks to become certified. So, I mean, that sounds better than the four-hour course. A college degree is even better than that six-week one. But So I hired him and 
I was able to work with him and we were more on that friend level. I never spoke down to him as well as I wasn't sure if he knew that I dated the same girl. So I wasn't sure if he was going to want to beat the hell out of me at that point. But I was proud of that hire because A, he picked up on everything I said as far as just the biomechanics of exercise and showing him how to do things correctly. He was really good at repeating things and demonstrating correctly, but he was also really good at sales. So he would sell 24 packs of training on a regular basis. So as an employee, that's what you want. So I was really proud of that hire. And ironically, all these years later, he's still working at that gym, but in a different location. Now, tell me about your worst hire. There's so many. Oh, there's so many that were so bad. So I had this employee. This wasn't at this gym. This was at my gym. The one I left to now go to this gym, because if you listen to episode two, you remember the transitioning back to having to work at a gym. In the last like two months, the last two months of OptiFit, I had a trainer working for me. And he was in his late 30s, like 36, 37. And I had a member of the gym who played volleyball. And she was a senior in high school, a junior high school. And she was being looked at by a couple really big volleyball schools. So she was, if you could imagine, tall. And a very, very innocent girl, like really good girl, family values, not the kind of person that knows what an eight ball is or Coke or most likely hasn't seen it. So this trainer's working for me for about a month. And when she signed up, I needed to give him more clients because I knew he was going to quit on me if I didn't because he wasn't filling up. And I gave him this girl as a client. And apparently... In the first session that he went out and he was doing with her, he had asked her some questions about her dating experience and other experiences. And then he suggested that maybe they should hang out sometime. And then he started asking her if she does coke or he asked if she parties. And she responded like most high school kids would and said, yeah, sure. I love to party time to time, weekends. She thought he meant like drink beer or a wine cooler. I don't know. He meant Coke. And it was kind of funny because when she said, yes, I like to party from time to time around the weekends, he suggested they hang out the upcoming weekend. And she was freaked out because he was 20 years older than her and he didn't quite get it. So her session was up. And I found this out because the mom called me later on that afternoon and said, I'd like to talk to you about the trainer you set my daughter up with. And sure enough, that's when I found out that he suggested cocaine, showed her a vial of cocaine. And that was all in their first 30 minute session of me giving him that client. So I would hands down say that was my worst hire. And the irony is when I went over to the gym, when I transitioned back to an employee, he came for an interview where I saw his name on like a post-it to call back interested in training position. And I called him back and I said, hey, so-and-so. He said, yeah. I said, it's Chris. And he paused. And I think he was thinking to himself, I was 
the gym calling him. And when I told him what gym it was, he was confused and said, no, you, and I said, no, no, I'm working here now and we're not interested in hiring you. Thank you. And that was that. So that was my worst hire. And another example of how I talked down to people because I really relished in catching him trying to go get a job somewhere else. And I think my line was, I told you when you left me, you would never work for anyone in this area as a trainer again. Yeah, I guess that was kind of a... I wonder where he is right now. He's interviewing to be my co-host for the My Mistakes (laughs) podcast next week. (laughs) We're going to live in this party (laughs) up. I'm kidding. Oh, it's awesome. For more info, visit us at getconnects.com. That's G-E-T-C-O-N-N-E-X-X dot com. On Instagram at connects underscore or on Facebook at connects comma I-N-C.